Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 6th of April. There's more news on sanctions against Russia. Russia's domestic economic outlook is already very negative and Russia's economy is not very significant globally. So economically what now matters is restrictions on global demand for Russian exports. Europe is preparing to sanction Russian coal exports, which is the least damaging sanction on energy products. Coal is relatively fungible. If Europe doesn't buy it from Russia, Europe can buy it from elsewhere. And if Russia doesn't sell coal to Europe, Russia can sell it elsewhere. This is less true for oil, where refineries would have to adjust for differences in quality, and even less true for gas. However, sanctions on Russian coal do break the taboo of sanctioning energy, and markets are likely to price a higher risk of sanctions on Russian oil, at least. In the United States, where Russian energy imports have already been blocked, the focus is on the policy of the US Federal Reserve. Fed Governor Brainard, who is one of the leading economic voices at the Fed, said that the Fed's balance sheet should be shrunk more quickly than in the past, and that this could start in May. Markets have chosen to interpret this as a hawkish position. Economists might choose to interpret these remarks as rather obvious. The pandemic was absolutely nothing like the global financial crisis. The credit transmission mechanism was working, and the economy didn't have a recession in any meaningful sense. The pandemic was France's Grand Vacances on steroids. While provision of liquidity was necessary early in the pandemic, liquidity was never going to be needed for as long a period as in the global financial crisis, and of course liquidity could be withdrawn faster. The fact that saving stockpiles were spent last year means that liquidity demand is lower, and one can make a case for the Fed acting on the balance sheet, though not on interest rates, earlier than they have actually done. We'll get the minutes of the last Federal Reserve meeting today, which might give some guidance about the extent to which the Fed relies upon quantitative policy or monetary policy in the coming months. ECB Chief Economist Lane said that European consumer price inflation should either level off or start to decline this summer, with inflation continuing to decline in the second half of this year. Given that the headline inflation owes much to commodity base effects at the moment, this is hardly a bold forecast to be making. Unless second-round effects from rising wage costs appear out of nowhere, or unless the price of energy continues to rise at a very rapid pace, declining euro-area inflation in the second half of the year is a high probability. The challenge for the European Central Bank, as with all central banks, is to manage the balance between price inflation and growth deflation. For Europe is clearly experiencing both. Central banks cannot realistically influence commodity prices, but they can influence wage cost pressures, and they can influence growth deflation. Euro area producer price inflation is due today, but is largely pre-war data, and so it's hard to be too enthusiastic about it. German February factory orders were weaker than expected, but inevitably, the earlier data was revised stronger. That's all for today. Have a good day.
UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.